She's had to deal with public humiliation before. Okay, remember when I accused her of adultery with her dad? Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kate Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We have a little yarn about the five most recent episodes that went to air of the Aussie soap opera Neighbors. I'm Vaya Pashos, and today I have the OG Melbourne squad back in the Partner Studios. We have Kate, aka Remude, on Twitter. Hello. And uh, we've said her full name enough times, so we might as well say it now. It's Catherine Jones, a.k.a. CJ. Hello. Just, you know, there's no point hiding. Catherine Jones sounds a bit formal. Yeah, but that's what you reckon. Yeah, well, I won't always call you that. Like, it sounds like a royal name. Yeah, just mm. at the start. Can we? Yeah. I don't live a life like that, though. I was kind of hoping, like, Full House style, we, like, your name would move to more like Siege or something oh. like that. Well, hey, Siege. I spell it sometimes, like C-E-E-E-J-A-A-Y. Right. Yeah. I do too sometimes in messages. Yeah, I like it. Um, Makes me feel like I'm in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, can, can I borrow your sweater, that you just the new one you just bought, and then I'll ruin it and then we can't take it back to the shop? You're going to get red cordial yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, wasn't that storyline just used in Neighbours at the last formal? Yeah. 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 Oh, no new dresses for anyone at this formal. Or sangria, apparently, because <laughs> that's an appropriate thing to not have at a funeral. A, funeral. <laughs> well, a, bit was, a bit like that, wasn't it? Sangria at a funeral would be a great time. Now, we are in the, the Mobile Pirate Net Studios, set back up in the Dive Motel slash Erinsborough foyer, which is, I guess, kind of being evaluated at the moment by, <laughs> by the Wellness Centre crew. Yeah, so it's half a Wellness Centre now. Yeah. Um, and also, it feels like Leo, well, Paul's definitely checked out, but Leo's half checked out, and it's just Steph. <laughs> I'm so confused by the whole concept of having a wellness center in a crappy old motel are they trying to build like the ronald mcdonald house yeah well i kind of think it's like a combo of that and also the olivia newton john okay wellness center yes. which is in a hospital yeah and which has a celebrity tie-in so it's yeah. already on better get ter- delta ter- down maybe <laughs> she should be the face of it the she nina- even had cancer oh, the nina tucker wellness center but they need well no nina tucker didn't have no she didn't center. But, well, it could be the Terage Cancer Centre. Like, how many people on the show have actually had cancer? Heaps. Steph, Paul, sort of. Sort of. Uh, Probably people through the ages. Now, we'll get into some Neighbours Council business and then we'll leap into the week of analysis. First and foremost, two new patrons at patreon.com slash neighbourspod that have jumped in to support the pod. JC and Nicola R. Thank you. And I'm putting your names into the Ceramic Pig much appreciated and I'll have some new bloopers and outtakes uploaded shortly which all patrons have access to and this is the first episode back from the LA episodes what a whirlwind (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) so fun I was um if ever you've wondered what it's like to be in a state of anxiety for an entire holiday that's (laughs) I that's what I went through (laughs) because I was I'm not a natural interviewer like it makes it's not like I I never wanted to study journalism or anything like that so I wanted to have all these people on mm. but I didn't I was too I was scared about how I would actually talk to people that went really really well yeah you did a re- really good job thank you and thanks for people that have tweeted nice feedback I really appreciate it so if, if you missed it we've got uh podcast episodes up with April Richardson who hosted the Save by the Bell podcast Go Bayside yep. and 
Gareth Reynolds from The Dollop, which is hugely famous. Yeah, and I, yeah, I've, it's hard to pick a favourite, but I did really enjoy that. You yes, guys had good yeah. chemistry, I think. And I was just fresh off the plane, so I didn't know where I was. It was a great time. Do you even remember it happening? When I've got jet lag, I don't remember stuff. Opposite, I remember it too vividly. Okay, like, you, you could still be in that moment. Every moment. Yeah. And Erin Mallory Long, who hosts the Best of Friends podcast, did an episode. And I spoke to Stephanie McIntosh... Mm-hmm. Sky Mangle and because I was so scared and she was just pure delight and because I was so scared that one of my neighbours alumni would cancel I booked an extra one so I also reached out to Shanoa Smith McPhee and this that episode is dropping this weekend with along with this one it'll be a double release weekend so you've either just listened to that wow. or you're about to listen to that but she is a beautiful tropical fish that girl because wow. I'm, I'm looking forward to I haven't heard that yet I was obviously. the m- I was the most nervous to talk to her because she's gone through this pop star transformation she's got this full showbiz heritage that and lives the full LA lifestyle she's lived there since she was like mid-teens like she wow. went straight from neighbors to Hollywood and I was in complete awe so listen when you listen to it listen to how terrified I am t- yeah okay I'm <laughs> to excited meet her. but she was amazing and I must say, I drove from Melbourne to Sydney on yes. the weekend of the first two releases and it was hard for my husband to stay awake while I was driving and you kept him awake Great. for two whole episodes. <laughs> As someone who had a lot of spats with your husband in high school, that makes that comforts me a lot. He enjoyed it a lot. And then we listened to a lot of the dollop afterwards, actually. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I um, it was almost I was spoiled because I haven't listened to a lot of the dollop yet, but I'm starting to mm. really get into it and love it. And it's almost like I didn't know how good I had it that day when I met Gareth. Yeah, it's like well, the probably dollop, good. The dollops in Melbourne in October. Yes, yeah. they're mm. touring the country. Pretty cool. But you have also done that. Yeah, not the that's whole country. True. I've done the east coast. Well, you <laughs> went to England. That's a country. Oh, I thought. Yeah, I thought you meant Australia. But no, I meant neighbours. Has been yeah, to na- England. Yeah, yeah. neighbours went to a city. Yeah. So now let's leap into the week. On air, Monday the 18th of September 2017, kicking it off with, oh, I was a little disappointed because um, we've got two ex-crims that are kind of going head to head. We've got, you know, street villain Paul Robinson versus rough as guts bogan Gary Canning, who's recently out of prison, but I think Paul's trying to meddle with him and nearly got him embroiled in this oyster racket. Well, what a fancy racket. Well, in the end you go, well, is it oysters or is it abalone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did wonder that. Oh, okay. Because abalone is like well known in Melbourne for well, being like an illegal poaching mm, thing that's mm. related to the underworld. Mm. Well, I was, then I was confused as to why they didn't say abalone then. Maybe they were too scared. I just, just thought, well, we're going to have to explain what abalone is because I'm sure it's one of those things that maybe only kind of Chinese restaurants and people who know about abalone poaching. So are we supposed know? to then mm. just believe that? It's fancy oysters. It's ugly. Abalone is really ugly looking. But so yeah, it's confusing that they didn't some just, sort of shellfish yeah. poaching. But also, like, remember the days when Gary was involved in car stealing, <laughs> and now he's going to steal oysters. He's come up in the world. Unfortunately, yeah. he's backed away from that plot, so we didn't get to see any of that. He's he's clued into the fact that he this fancy chef from Lanzini's yeah. doesn't have this you know, bit of side racket going on. Just Paul giving the the villain guy. He, why didn't he find out the name of the chef from Lanzini's and call this guy that name? Yeah, that's a really good idea. So when actually. when Gazcan rang up Lanzini's, he had like you know fifty fifty chance either the chef's there and can talk to him or he's not and he doesn't want to talk to him and he be, Gaz would have been none the wiser. Mm. Yeah, actually, you should think about becoming a street villain. 
who's to say I'm not already? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we're embroiled in something now and yeah. we don't even know it. Yeah, just because you don't talk about it. That's out, the first out rule in the street. of street villainy. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, CJ, we had a bit of a departure during the week of um, one of your yeah. faves. And the rumour has it online that it's a full-on departure. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. What? That people are like, Stefan's had enough and he's left. No. <laughs> well, he said that once and he was back. Took a, took a decade, but back yeah. he came. No, we know he's coming back. I'm going to be devastated if he doesn't Of course he's back. not leaving. There'd be a bigger fanfare for oh, him yeah. leaving. Yeah. yeah, he'd get in a yellow taxi and go to the airport if he was leaving forever. I reckon they'd fully kill him. If he was going to leave. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Because then you'd have you'd do it a proper, another proper who shot PR. But he's yeah. not leaving. He's 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 already admitted in many interviews that it's like basically his retirement plan. So yes. it's, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. his job till it finishes. He's so, just like everyone needs a little holiday, a little breather. He sets Gaz up to be an oyster villain. Well, first of all, and he sets yeah, Gaz can up with the, the fake job interview to yeah. be a, a chef at Lanzini's. Yeah. And it doesn't go to plan. So he basically just cracks it. And leaves. And this point that reminds me how much I hate Paul. And I I often give him a pass because CJ, he brings you a bit of joy. But <laughs> I've seen you online giving him a pass for yeah. that reason. Yeah. So that moment where he, he says to Tarage, Gary doesn't deserve you. I don't deserve him. Not after what I did. Now, wouldn't it be a shame if he found out about that, eh? Oh, I'm going to go to Gary and tell him we slept together and ruin your marriage. And she was like, um... Please yeah. don't. <laughs> he immediately is like, I love you. I'll do anything for you. Then I will ruin you in the same breath. Yeah. In the same breath. Because he's complicated. I think he's, I think it's pretty basic. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's pretty basic. But when he, when he said to her, no one will ever love you. Nobody will ever love you the way that I do. <laughs> ever. Ever. I was like, well. It's true. Well, it certainly bra- uh, Drab didn't. It did not. <laughs> but, again, I think that's just him manipulating her. I just – I don't think he's genuine when he does that. But why is Tarage gone for Drab 2.0 with Gazcan? Mm. That's a question for the ages, Kate. Because um, she likes a submissive. And yeah. uh, the Limber Ladybird must just be doing wonders in that bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. But 100% you would go for Paul over Gaz. No, I would – neither of those would suit me. I think she needs to just be swing and single. Of the current cast, who do you think that she should be with? Slim Pickens. There's Slim Pickens, yeah. yeah. If there's, in fact, they might as well write a guy in called Slim Pickens. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he, that, that's what um, uh, old Puffy should have been called that. It's his bush ballad <laughs> name. <laughs> And Nick's gone. He's in prison. Yes. Back he goes. And he goes. I, I'm getting the distinct vibe he's not coming back. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was a little yeah. disappointed that the Amy and Nick relation, long distance relationship didn't survive the week because yeah. at, at the start of the week I had high hopes thinking she was going to become a prison wife. She was writing letters to Nick. And got I, it. So I reckon he's back with his prison husband. Yeah, probably. But she got a voicemail or a text message or something. Yeah, she got a message from him. How does that work? How do you th- like send out messages from prison? I I don't think that unless you have a phone that you put up a cavity, then no. Cavity phone. Mm, yeah. I just assumed it was like voice to text or a voicemail. Like he rang from his 
yeah, his yeah, one phone call a day true. or whatever he gets. Oh, yeah, he, he could make phone calls, yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, look, they could have some sort of tech situation in prison now, but I feel like they don't have the internet. Like, I feel like that's not I feel, not I feel like big. that could be, like, rife for sending threats to randos. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, I feel like if someone locked me in a room with the internet, I still wouldn't be in prison. Like, if I had true. the internet... Yeah, I don't like, need that much else. Cool, I'm just chilling for the next 20 years. Yeah, I've got a lot of Netflix to catch up on. <laughs> and, you know, if I've got the 10 play app, I can watch Neighbours. Those YouTube vloggers never take a day off. Yeah. There's a lot of content. Imagine I could become a YouTube celebrity if I was in prison. Maybe that's what Nick's going to do. Here's my day in the life. <laughs> Imagine if Nick did, like, makeup tutorials. Here's how to cover your bruises. <laughs> Whoa. So Paul goes off on a little staycation vacation to New York City to see the other kids because suddenly Amy's like you're a piece of crap see you later dad so and yeah he said he's gonna go and see Elle Andrew Tash so no. I guess she's with Andrew still yeah I think so I think I read somewhere that he broke up with Summer and is now with Tash I didn't even know there's no, a place that you could read that no I, 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 I saw it online I didn't oh, know like Nick chosen yeah. Summer oh because it was classic Daniel and Imogen 1.0 yeah. Also, he's going to see Lucy Freckles mm-hmm. and the baby. Yeah. Which you think he'd actually just call the baby by name, seeing it's his mum's name. Yeah. And he doesn't who's, have to see Freckles. Who's can, Freckles? Oh, Christos. Chris Pappas. He's calling him Freckles? He's always called him Freckles. I, I, I love him just a bit more. Why did this happen? He, he's called he had, him from like day dot. Yeah. He called him Freckles. Oh, had, I never noticed. Because he had Freckles. He did have pa- Freckles. See, Paul's not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> see, he had the very common Greek complexion of Celtic skin and freckles. Yeah. He could <laughs> he could have called me mole on your left cheek. Oh. <laughs> I actually want to go and source out a freckly friend now and just call them that. Do I have one? <clears throat> You're not freckly. I do have freckles everywhere. Oh, on everywhere. my face. You've got yeah. a light smattering. Yeah, well, it's under makeup. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can we just address the fact that there's absolutely no way that they would be letting him in the country with all his multiple criminal records? Who are we talking about now? Paul. America and Paul. Of course. And that's the thing. Paul's like, I want to protect you from this prison guy. I'm like, half the street is prison alumni. You could have prison club. But yeah. I have a feeling he's coming back next week anyway. So maybe that's what's happened. Maybe he got stopped at Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Sent back. Yeah. Yeah. And like just had a couple of days in Auckland. I love the idea of Paul just kicking kicking back in Hawaii for a couple of days before well, he going getting on. in there well, unless he's in like the um you know the holding cells although I must say remember the toady at London episodes sure boy, do. I, boy I would love some Paul New York New York episodes yeah that would be that would be quite the webisode yeah one. yeah I don't know if they'd quite pay that he that would level. he would so <laughs> go and see Hamilton he would like he would pay the four hundred dollars a ticket to see Hamilton yeah and which, he'd probably go have like dinner at the rainbow room or something okay Let's talk Brembros. With the roach. Papa Roach. This is my last resort. Oh, I'm a bit attracted to him. No. It's the minute they turn evil. Is it the got, accent? It's the accent, the evil, and the, and the name, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I love him. The ham. The ham roach. Ham roach. I was thrilled to discover that Papa Roach is, who is Tyler Brennan's Bonus biological father. Most likely. Well, they just well, don't do DNA tests in Aaron's borough, do they? Yeah, and if they do, they're um, fiddled with. Yeah, they did one and well, it wasn't great. It was wrong. Yeah. So Papa Roach's um, accent, I think, is meant to be a nod to him being posh and from Adelaide. No, it's he's South African. Oh, is it? But he doesn't sound South African. He sounds just kind of like posh. 
Because yeah. you know, they've made a big deal when Piper was Googling him and stuff. They were like, yeah, he's from South Africa you think originally. He'd be like, you think he'd actually – like his vowels don't sound right for um, South Africa. He's No, they don't. He's of the world now. He's yeah. got the Madonna accent, I guess. Yeah. Just, but he does sound a little bit like Christopher Pine. Yeah, yes. Look, I, I think they should just say he's posh from Adelaide. Yeah, he's posh. Well, yeah. he was until he lost all his money, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Though I, I love it. Every time he mentions Noosa, I think of Noosa and I'm like, yeah, that's nice. Noosa's good. <laughs> think of the warm – well, we now have the warm weather. We've got Erinsboro weather outside. It's balmy. Yeah. It's, yeah. We could we, – if you had a pool out there, we would take a dip. Yeah. yeah. All the presses. I'm wearing a T-shirt. And I can see your skin. And if you yeah. go – if you go to neighbourspod.com, we took the weekly photo in front of Kate's jasmine bush. Yep. That's what she said. <laughs> Stuck my head in the flowers. And finally it was smell vision because it smells beautiful. Yeah. Yes. And I look, can still smell it. I, I know that you've got some, yeah. And baby Angus cameoed in that photo. He did, yeah. If you want to go see his big baby blues, have a little look. Now, I want to talk about Crim of the Week. Louise. Well, it's kind of both of oh, them. Yeah, look. Ha- Hamish and Louise. Hamish, so it all came out that Hamish is $35 million in de- debt to the tax man. Tell you what, you've got to have quite a bit of um, money to get $35 million <laughs> of debt. It's amazing. It's surely at that point, yeah, you go to prison and they write it off or something, don't they? Isn't, that's kind of like Alan Bond levels of tax evasion. Yeah. So this, I should, this should be making headlines. Pe- people w- would have heard of him. Also, if you were um, Mama, Mama Brennan... What are, what are, what are, what are, Ma, Ma Brennan. Ma, Ma Brennan. Brennan? Brennan? You, 100% you saw this guy on TV or whatever yeah. as somebody who had like $200 million. Yeah. And you went, actually, I might give you a bell because you owe me a bit of child support. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's a bit like the chase for skates. Yeah. As, as I've said before, this whole thing should have been unearthed on a current affair. Now, hang on, Louise, Louise McLeod, as according to the, the credits, who's played by Maria Theodorakis. So it's like the oh, reverse, she, reverse Christos. She's reverse freckles. Maybe, okay, Louise McLeod, maybe she's half Greek, like Tarage. No, Tarage is fully Greek. Maybe she's half Greek and her... Or maybe McLeod's like her ex-husband's name or something. Yeah. Or, or her... maybe McLeod is the Roach's real name. <gasps> bum, 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 bum. Love it. Yeah, I get the feeling he's not real. Like, I don't think – I really want Tyler to have a good relationship with his dad. But you this would, is just you like think they would have sent a selfie to Ma Brennan and she'd go, no, that's not him. <laughs> Do you think she would have said, look, actually, I go for tall guys? Because he is a bit short. Also, he's quite – he's an older gentleman and I thought it sounded like they were in their early 20s having a little role in the hay. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought – look, I don't know. I think she's attracted – she's got a type and it's unconventionally handsome man. Yeah. yeah. And so does Sheila. Sheila has that exact same type. Whoa, yeah, Sheila does not matter. Didn't you love when Tyler said, are you falling in love with my dad again? Yeah. Yes, Mm. I did. I've got a massive plot hole for this storyline. Just the one. Just the one. (laughs) Okay. The the boat. What's it called again? Oh, the show pony? Show pony, yeah. I was thinking the show boat. Um, I think the show boat. Let's call it the show boat. What were you going to call it? I think maybe we could call it Kate or or someone. No, no. So it's meant to be like some old immovable rust bucket. I mean, it looks pretty nice. We've seen it online. It's a a luxury boat for hire in Melbourne. But how the hell did they get it from Port Lincoln to Melbourne if it's so unseaworthy? They must have towed it. Is Is their boat towing? 
Well, there's a boat oh. mechanic apparently, so there's got to be you a boat tow service. There's be a boat mechanic in yeah, but- Port Lincoln. It's a port. Yeah. But so I, I ended up looking up how, how long it would take to travel from Port Lincoln to Melbourne by boat. And there's actually a P&O cruise that you can take, which goes from Melbourne to Port Lincoln and oh. then back kind of the slow way via Adelaide. Delightful. So it it's takes, funny that it's a in, slow a, in a decent P&O boat, it takes a day and a half to go from Melbourne to Port Lincoln. Okay. So this crappy little boat that's like got a got some yeah. problem with its carburetors so or whatever. Is there any way it would have maybe Pa Brennan sailed it to Melbourne the last time he was down here? I mean, they never mentioned it, but that doesn't mean it couldn't have happened. He could have, he would have sailed it down here and then left in such a hurry that he just left it docked at the marina. But didn't he like buy the boat after we lost yeah. Soren? It's new. It's new info. Oh, well then I don't know how bloody got down here. <laughs> Maybe it just, just drifted down here. I reckon it towed or drifted. I like the idea of it drifting. Oh, Harold style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one moment of audio that I did really love. All of the um, nefarious chatter between Hamish and Louise on the boat, because also Hamish has asked the Brennans if he could just crash there. Yeah, it's like an, like it's their Airbnb. What kind of multi hundred millions of dollars of millionaire wants to stay either at Lasseter's, which is only three stars now? Oh, let's get to that. Later. Um, or someone's dodgy boat. It'd be and, weird. And, and they were just like, yeah, of course you can pull up a pew, just. Off and you go, sleep, and it's got new linens, and it looks like there's not a bed. It's just like a, a, a like a, bunk. a side bunk. Yeah, a bunk. It had a very spacious bathroom, though. That's odd. And he didn't need yeah. the bed because he and Louise just got down to business on the floor. Oh Jesus! The conversation I really enjoyed. It was supposed to be the two of us. Three's a crowd. Sweetheart, I wish there was another way, but we do need his mechanical knowledge. Besides, if he's with us, we don't have to steal a boat, and that's a big plus. Why doesn't he just do, instead of like this whole elaborate ruse of courting the Brennans and then catching, like they're wanting to go to Indonesia. So basically he's going to have to get the boat up the eastern seaboard of Australia and then around Cape York and then across to Indonesia through like Tyra Strait or whatever. Why not just do a Tony Mockbell and drive to the other side of Australia, like far northern uh, Western Australia Mm -hmm. or Darwin and like... I don't know, give a people smuggler a hoy and, like, get them <laughs> yeah. to take you across to Indonesia. There's boats going back There's and re- forth. There's return trips. And also, why not do that but also just steal someone's boat you don't know? Yeah, that works. Yeah. Like, go to Darwin. I'm yeah. sure there's boats there. And then get in a boat mm. and steal it. And he, yeah, Hamish's whole plan is hinging on this boat being in working order. So it's starting to fall apart when they work out the dodgy, the engine's dodgy. It's going to have to go up the Tasman Sea, which we know from like the Sydney to Hobart um, yacht race and Bass Strait. It's super rough. Yeah. Choppy. If you ever, Brits, if you're ever coming down and do the Spirit of Tasmania from Melbourne to Hobart, don't just shell out for the flights. Yeah. Yeah, Hamish went on it once. He said it was quite the ordeal. Oh, see, Phil went on it, loved it, took his car across. I bet he did. And um, yeah, wants to do it with me. And I'm like, no, 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 that's what God invented no. planes for. It's like it takes yeah, an it hour is. instead of like a night from hell. Yeah, Choppy sees. So he now Hamish's adjusted plan is he wants to coerce Tyler into hopping on board the show pony and being their onboard mechanic as <laughs> with their, their new little crew that they're establishing. Also, did you hear in that convo that he doesn't want to take Piper? Yeah. He wants to just take his son 
and like leave the can't, girlfriend. Can't blame him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I agree. Someone's yeah. got to tear him away from the teenager he's bedding. But but, but but there's there's like maybe what a single bunk on that boat. Yeah. Why are they taking? I mean, well, are all going to sleep together? And why does Louise need to go on this jaunt as well? Surely she's not implicated in the thirty-five million. Yeah. Surely she's got her own money. She's like, mate, I'll buy us some tickets out of here. Yeah. Um. And I have. I did raise the question. Hamish is trying to get into Piper's good good books and mm. starts trying to talk her vlog up and says, it's awesome. Have you ever thought about monetizing? He doesn't say monetize because they, they that, don't know. That's hilarious. And she, uh, this was a little, I find this hard to swallow. She's like, I don't want any money from it. I just do it for fun. And you know what? What mm. teenager is going to say no to free money just from putting themselves mm. on the internet? I don't even think she's working these days. Is she even pulling a couple of lattes down at the shop? No. No. What was it? Was that her job? Did she yeah. work in the shop? Well, shop? she did because yeah. she and Xanthi were helping the Rebecca's hand out the Anzac cookies when they mm, first that's joined. True. Yeah. Well, she was kind of working a bit of slave labour for the backpackers. And mm. wasn't she doing a bit of admin at the garage? I can't keep up with that kid. Why doesn't she, like, get a job at Lasseter's seeing her mum runs it? She could, like, have, like, some reception shifts. Yeah, she could help Paige with the EA tasks. But, okay, here's what I think I find implausible is that her response to Hamish was, no, I don't want any money from my vlog. What I would have felt would have been more realistic is if she'd said, um, yeah, I'm just not going to worry about that right now. I'll deal mm. with that after I leave school. Like I've, mm. I've turned on monetization unless she has turned on monetization and maybe she's not getting many, um, Hits. views or I think lately it's, um, time spent watching oh, yeah. watch time. It's all about watch time now. So maybe her videos, Maybe she, she says she's got thousands of sus- subscribers, but maybe that's not translating into views and watch mm. time. So maybe she just is like, okay, I'll focus on it after school. Also, she's like, mate, I'm just building up some content for my channel. Yeah. And then I'm going to get some followers and I'm going to go from there. Um, I'm really worried about watch time though. So does that mean they're going to stop putting little buttons up to go and watch the other episode? Because I like those buttons a lot. What do you mean? You know when they're like, oh, I've told you about when you cook meat before – Watch this other episode and then they point up and you can click and it mm. takes you there. Um, but that's usually the end of the video. So I think that still counts towards your watch time. In the meal prepping uh, – look, we're, we're going into something that's not interesting. <laughs> I'm really – we'll take it offline. Yeah, we'll take it offline. I want to hear about your meal yeah, prep. We can unpack it. Circle back. Yeah. Circle back. We'll hear about your meal prep videos offline. Yeah. Or on the tweets. We'll get into it. But, yeah, I just thought as if she doesn't want to monetize those vlogs. She, if she any time a sponsor knocks on that girl's door, she'd be like, cha-ching, show me the money – I'll spruik whatever you need me to spruik. And and it also would be quite cool if we had an actual, like, YouTube celebrity on the show. If, if that's what she's been built up to be. Yeah. If she got to the point where she was being doxxed and trolled and her house was being broken down. Yeah, maybe not that. I, I don't understand why she's back online so soon. And in her school uniform in front of the school sign. Oh. Yeah. Hey, remember that time I got stalked from strangers on the internet? Here's my school where I'm underage and living maybe every day. I'm just old and, and grumpy, but, like... Who's who wants to watch a video of a teenage girl like talk about someone's bullying? I'm oh. just like, oh, this is boring. Well, teenage girls are on YouTube. The millions, they have millions of millions of followers. It was... So <laughs> it's the teenagers will watch anything. Oh. So other teenagers are probably watching this. I would prefer to sit down and watch some blind box toys be unplayed with. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, there's like a, a league of people that open Kinder Surprise stuff. So there's yeah. got to be a market for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, she 100% has a market. She's oh, just my, not harnessing my, that market. My toddler loves the YouTube loves videos them. of people playing with toys. Yeah. And I, I have to watch it with her just in case it's like some pervert 
it turns it weird three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Yeah. That could totally happen, right? Yeah, yeah, it does, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's a dark web. That's where Bailey Bailey knows more about that than we do. So, okay. Um, was it Bailey that knew about the dark web? Yeah, yeah Bailey and Lou Carpenter, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pause for a voice memo from friend of the show, Hayley, Father Bananas. Massive shout out to her for her amazing sting for Amy that she recorded for mm. us last time. She has sent us some words on the Hamish Roach scenario, which hit really close to home. So here she is now. Hi, Vaya. Um, I'm actually recording this in an abandoned rural train station. So you have evidence of my last whereabouts in case I get kidnapped. Um, I just wanted to contribute a little bit about my feelings on Papa Roach. This is his last resort. Getting a bit personal now, but um, my mum didn't have contact with my granddad between my older sister being born and me being 14. She knew who her dad was, but much like Tyler, her dad just came into her life at an unexpected moment um, when I was 14 years old. And my stepgran died quite recently and we found a letter in her belongings that my mum had written to her saying the first thing in the letter was don't think I'm after your money and when we found that letter all I could think of was Papa Roach and how disappointed I am that the whole motivation here is the fact that he's after this weird boat of Tyler's. I know he's supposed to be a bit of a dodgy guy and I get that but I think they could have done it a much better way than just trying to rip off his son. I feel like this has been done so many times in so many awful ways and in all honesty I would have quite liked for Tyler to establish a good relationship with his dad, a bit like David and Paul because he's already had one dad who's treated him like absolute shit. Did he really need two? I know Travis Burns is really good at playing this family drama stuff but honestly can we give Tyler a bit of a break? Thank you, Hayley. Hope all's going well with your fam. And while we are on voice memos, let's get on to Matthew, friend of the show, who uh, is going to sum up the ceramic massages for us. Hi, neighbours. Well, where to start? We saw things we should never have seen this week. Imagine trying to fill someone who hasn't seen neighbours in years in on this week's goings on. Do you remember Dr. Carl? Yeah. Well, the main plot this week was uncovering whether or not he was getting hand jobs at Lasseter's. It's been a ceramic cesspool this week. There's a line, and they crossed it until it was a mere speck on the horizon. It made Sausage Gate seem mild. Anyway, keep up the good work on the show. All the best. Bye. I'm with Matthew on this. I think I think we've crossed a line. I don't care about innuendo. Whatever. It's fun. They can do it till the cows come home on Neighbours. But I have zero time for the slut-shaming of Courtney, which is what the entire thing was built on. Mm, mm -hmm. This young upstart coming and seducing all our husbands. All the wives being made to look like harpies that were, you know, just giving their husbands a hard time. See, I just thought the wives' reactions were completely unrealistic because they were pretty calm about it. They dressed up in their sexy outfits afterwards. I'd be like, no. I'm not going to try and seduce my husband if I think he's getting a Robin tug on the slide. But also, yeah. just straight out ask your just straight out ask yeah. your partner if it that's what. And like, it's just bizarre. And I would never, if I thought he was getting some action elsewhere, go. Well, I'm going to give him some better action. I'd be like, well, let's have a chat about what I think's going on 
behind the scenes here. Is there something you need that you're not getting? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, what they should be doing. Also, I'm just going to call complete hole in the story. Carl's not paying for anything. Correct. Yes. He would not pay for crying. No, not emotions. For other fluids. None of it. We'll get to it. And the final problem I had is the entire denouement, the whole resolution happened at the young businesswoman of Erinsborough luncheon. That was grim. So it's just what a commentary on young businesswomen of this world that they made it all play out like that. So I just thought it was a whole, it was a crock of shit. It was an impressive mic though that it still worked when she was outside. Yeah. I, I've got some wireless stuff at my house and it doesn't make it to the kitchen. It's probably... It doesn't, it doesn't go through walls? No. It no. must be like TV studio level. Mm. So someone must have done a dodgy. Some Maybe they, some D'Amato or some crim of the week must have been selling them off the back of the truck mm. maybe. They could have run out quicker to, to Courtney. All right. Let's... Who wants on page. To, who wants to sum up this situation? Because I, I just think it was hideous, the whole thing from start to finish. It's offensive. Offensive in the way it portrays women. So basically, Carl went down to the spa. I don't know why Carl went down to the spa. And then he wanted to get a treatment. And Courtney was like, well, I've actually got this better treatment, but you have to pay more money for it and you've got to give me some cash. And he was like, okay. So no, then excuse it's, me, it's a cash in hand job. It yes, was. Ugh. As Tarage pointed out. And it was just after Sex Pest Wayne popped in for some treatment. That's true. And they were all suspicious that he was loitering and Courtney See? started having expensive jewellery. Okay, if Courtney really was a sex worker, she would demand that stinky old Wayne would have a shower beforehand. A hundred percent. And if she was a sex worker, she would have got a better bag than a Burberry. <laughs> or heroin. One of the two. <laughs> yes. Well, but, no, if she was a f- fancy sex worker in a spa, I thought she was going to be giving Botox. That was nice. I liked when it was going to be secret Botox. Yeah, that was I fun. That. Yeah. That's when it was fun. And then because they just did, they just did the is Carl getting happy endings in Thailand? Oh no, he's getting durian fruit. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Why is everyone so obsessed with hand jobs? Yeah. Also, like, can we ever let Carl go from the cheating? Oh, I don't think so. No, he's, he's a sly old fox. But I don't care. This is the thing. This is the thing that I. This is the thing that makes. My blood boil when they're all like, he's a cheater. He's not a cheater. He's a cheat, 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 cheat. And they even later in the week when they were like, Mark's not a cheater. I don't care. Like everyone's relationship is different. Mm. People have different standards and rules and See, I guidelines. Don't, I don't call Toadie a cheater, even though he has theoretically yeah. cheated. Yeah, because he was sexually assaulted. True. But also Susan has forgiven him. Yeah, they worked that out within their relationship. Yeah. And I feel that's kind of – it seems on uneasy ground, the forgiveness. But she remarried after that. She yeah. had a husband after Carl. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that but also forget the fact that like some of the extramarital things he did were when they weren't married. Yes. Yeah. Like he was with Izzy when they were divorced. Yeah. I think cheating is such a showbiz TV word. Mm-hmm. I just think in real life – relationships are a lot more complicated than that and people can have discussions and yeah it can real life people might have feelings for other people and they talk through it and that's a real relationship i feel like there was no blue box before this stuff happened Mm. and maybe they opened up about some of their feelings that they never would have yep it felt cheap the whole thing felt cheap it felt certainly well it was quite expensive for carl (laughs) um but no i didn't like it at all and anyway so the poor girl goes down to the young women of Erinsborough 
luncheon, which luncheon. that's how she pronounced it. Yeah. I don't think Courtney's ever had to say luncheon in her mm. luncheon in her life. <laughs> um, and I feel like she was the only person there, and she's not really. Well, can, you, can you think of any other young businesswoman in Erinsborough? No, but I thought maybe they might get some extras down. They should have invited Amber down from the Queensland because she started up her online photography business. Mm, and true. She did heaps. She hustled. Yeah. But also she wasn't, to Teresa's knowledge, until that day she wasn't in business. She was an employee. Yeah, she, I didn't, it's not her day spa. It's, no, she was running a business, but Therese didn't know about it. Yeah. Anyway, so it turns out. The young employees of Erinsborough. Yeah. Yes. The young. Workers. Workers. Mm-hmm. The the gainfully employed of Erinsborough luncheon, yeah, the go getters. I mean, Dippy's kind Dippy's of borderline a, a young businesswoman. Well, yeah. she, she in real life she's a, she's I'm young. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to go with young because it makes yeah. me feel young. Why are they friends? She's younger than literally all of Susan's children. Really, and a love triangle should have played out between Dippy and Ellie because they're the same age. Not Ellie and Paige. Oh my god, I cannot wait to talk about okay. this love triangle. So let's. Oh, now, Kate, on, no, no, Kate's no, no, got a little um, screenshot there. I'd like to know more about it, please. Um, Courtney summed it up best by saying, this place is a cesspool. Everyone in it is just as bad as each other. And she quits the spa and away she goes. Yeah. Well done, Courtney. Yeah. Well done. Imagine where she's off to now, you know. And the, the thing that shat me was when – so the whole thing comes out that she's been massaging these dudes to the point of they, them crying and releasing their emotions and she was going to stick it to her uni psych lecturer for going, look, I've made this my, I've made my own way in this field. I'm mm. a pioneer in this field. And Carl tries to pin it back on gender equality. Like, I just like, feel like she could start a cult now. This sounds like the beginning of the family cult. Get rain down. Yeah, like she's like oh, making right. all these men really like emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. Like we kind of pseudo um, psychology. Mm. Yeah. And she's stinging him for money. This is the beginning of a cult. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to take him on a, like a um, little weekend away as well. I just call bullshit on Carl Kennedy saying, if everyone harps on about gender equality, the men can't show their emotions and their feelings. I'm like, mate, you're all accusing this 20-something young woman of – getting all your husbands off without any kind of discussion, rational discussion, and you're accusing her of that at the business luncheon where she was hosting. Also, so offensive. I could have done without hearing the word release several times. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was gross. Yeah. Stomach churning. However, I did have a lot of time for Susan then riding Carl, giving yeah. him a massage, and no. then Mark walking in thinking they were have it getting it on. I, I, I was all over that. I thought that was excellent. I um, saw that you shared it online before I actually saw the episode. Yeah, and I, I, same. Yeah, yeah. I, if that had happened in isolation without any of that other bullshit around it, I would have thought it was a triumph, that scene. That and Susan's sexy outfit. That was amazing too. Inga, whatever. Yeah. The stockings were great. I'd like them if I could find I out what they are. thigh high boots. Oh, were they stockings or boots? Those ones. I can't tell you. I don't know, but they were very pink. She probably got both in the blue there was, box. There was a great picture of Tarage online doing them up for her. So... That's the ceramic massage. If anyone needed psychological release from Courtney, it sounds like it's Toadie Rebecca. Yeah. Because he booked this psychology appointment with a child psych. Yeah. Which I think he did over. This was after. So Nell got a school report back from the kinder teacher and it turns out she's got some rage issues. Nell rage. Nell rage. First issue is the kinder was like, sorry, there's been some admin situations here and we didn't. Sorry, we didn't tell you about this before. I'm like. What happened to pick up and drop off? Do you guys not talk then? 
It was ridiculous because a lot of these things are about early intervention. If you just let this go for six months because you can't be bothered filling in some paperwork. Poor form. What are they saying at pickup? How was Nell today? Good. Fine. Like when I get to childcare, they tell me what he ate, when he slept from, how many serves of food because there's always about 80. <laughs> and um, and they even tell me if he drank water and, you know, and, and they'll be like, oh, and also he shared today or something else. Yeah. So when they get there, do they go... Well, it's things kin- aren't good. <laughs> run away. It's kinder. So maybe like there's less staff to student ratio than there is with. But but isn't it also at the childcare centre? I don't know whether she's there or whether she's at a session or kinder. But you all, have no idea. However, she still sees, she still sees Judith, the regular childcare provider. So surely Judith would have some thoughts. But even kinder. Maybe she likes Judith. Yeah. But even at kinder, surely they would have questions. Like there's got to be mm. someone supervising the yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's, it's all very strange. My daughter is starting kinder next year, Ooh. so I'll be able to like fill in some more gaps then. Yeah, amazing. I did call into question someone, I think David or someone handed Toadie a business card and said, here, I've got a recommendation for a child psychologist. I'm like, it's not getting you car serviced. You need a referral from a doctor for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and well, he is a doctor. Yeah, but it should but it be written a, as a letter. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a referral. It was a, like a magnet on a fridge. <laughs> But also she came to the house. She was kind of like uber-psych. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which weird, does sound like it? a pretty great Yeah, it does actually. Concept. Yeah, we should, we, should, we should get on the phone to San Francisco about that yeah. actually. Yeah. Pauline Asp, uber-psych, whose specialty was nodding along. Mm. And then just going mm. off into the kid's bedroom yeah. by herself with the kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want that person. That's, that's not weird to yeah. me. Olivia Benson would like sit there in the middle with the parent like, Go to the other side of the two-way mirror. side of the two-way glass, yeah, Mm. exactly. And that's why you go to their office, not have it Mm. in your home. Yes, and she would have had in her office specialised toys that the kid could play with. Mm. So suck it up, Sonia and Toadie. But anyway, she brings some home truth to the situation and she says, okay, yeah, Nell's got some problems but we're going to sort through them. I think there was like you've got to sleep in your own bed now or whatever. But she's like, Toadie, you you actually have to go to a psychologist. And then they kept calling it counselling. But he said psychologist a couple of he times. Did, I was pretty excited. I was pretty impressed that he said psychologist and then I was immediately disappointed when he said, yeah, I'll go get counselling. No, hun. No, talk therapy is what you're getting. Yeah. Talk therapy. Cognitive um, behaviour therapy maybe. But there was a beautiful moment where he and Nellie are fishing in the backyard pool. Mm. I only had like that terrible fisherman's hat on. <laughs> Nellie had a little pink rod and then – except then – they always have to make an excuse for Nell to leave the room because the kids used up all their showbiz hours for the day. Yeah. So they went, Nellie, go and get your bucket and we'll fill it up with bait. And in the background of that scene, there was a child's bucket. Right. So <laughs> they just – Nellie's no one, like, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> Nellie's, not, Nellie's not that clued into buckets. Um, but I did enjoy, CJ, they used your favourite word. They used unpack. Yeah. When, when did, oh, when they were talking about the therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so do you really think that Tony needs a lot of therapy? Look, who knows whether he actually got proper counselling after Dee died. Yeah. And he's been used and abused by both yeah. Steph and Sonia since then. Like, Steph just leaned on him forever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm all not to mention half the Not to mention half the street just taking advantage yeah. of his qualifications. And I'm yeah. just so, so sick of Sonia talking now, trying to, like, deflect oh, you know, you have to help everyone. No, that's what you do. Yeah. That's, that's, she tried to have a baby for other people that yeah. didn't even want it. In fact, that's the whole reason Toadie said he was going to go through with the surrogacy is because he looked at Sonia being generous and kind yeah. with Nell and said, 
that's your quality. I want to see that passed yeah. on to another child. I'm so like honestly, every time she says that, I want to slap her and say, yeah. "You are pot kettle black." Yeah, like I'm all for getting therapy just to like m- keep things even, but I'm not sure like he needs to go and get diagnosed with something. Like I'm not sure that it, you know. Yeah, some people just need it. As mm. Steph was saying, you sometimes you just need a neutral person to mm. off- offload onto. I, d- I just want Toad to find the inner strength within him to say, "I'm worthy of finding someone who loves me for me." Mm. And isn't like damaged in every way. Mm. Well, he he could have had he could have had Amy, except he shut that down pretty quick. Sticks. I, I said I'm. I'd never go out with you. The other moment I appreciate, I thought was interesting in that whole uh, situation was when Steph was this go-between between Sonia and Toadie and was saying, hey, Sonia, Toadie just told me that he's going to take uh, Nell to a psychologist. And then my partner walked past as that was happening and he goes, hey, what happened to Steph, Toadie, confidentiality? Yeah. <laughs> That's why, would you, why would you even insert yourself into that drama as well? I imagine a, you know, a medical professional wouldn't want to actually treat her without the mother's consent. Well, I mean both parents' yeah. consent, not mother only. Just one. If there's two people parenting on the scene, yeah. you'd like, so where's, where's the other one on this form? Oh, I just didn't tell them. Yeah, that they're not into it. Also, it's totally unsonia to not want to do this. Of yeah. course, she'd be like, and, and in fact, as soon as he said Nell had another episode, Sonia's like, well, cool, let's get her down there. Mm. She didn't hesitate in any way. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed when he was like, I'm going to go to a psychologist that's used to training people that have got um, chemically dependent partners. Yes. I'm like, it's not about Sonia. Yeah. Anyway, I just yeah, I was a bit annoyed about it that. It did sound like he was digging the digging sticking the knife in a little bit when he said that. Yeah, I need to go to a psychologist because of you and your drugs. I didn't yeah, like he it. Could but, have, maybe, but that's explaining why the child psych has recommended he's going. You've got to go because like you've got to like be able to learn how to deal with this. And I think that makes perfect sense. I just think he didn't need to say that in front of Sonia. He could have just said it to Steph. Oh, she's recommended someone who's oh, got Steph would tell her anyway. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight through the pipeline. Yeah. But look, I think Nell's main problem is is that she's not with her parents enough. Mm. Yeah, like she's like constantly getting handballed around. Like mm. even like with Mark the other day, like that was just weird. Yeah, yeah. we can fast forward four years, and this is Gabe. This is Gigantor's yeah, exactly. fate. Yeah, it really just is handing him off to whoever. Well, he's getting handed off a bit already, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, I'm just off to so and so's house. We've got the pram, so yeah. that's all we need. You know. Now we need to get to because the next time. Gigantor gets um, shunted off to whoever's nearby is when Paige goes off on to try and pursue somebody. So let's talk about the promo fodder for the week, yeah. the love triangle between Mark, Ellie and Paige, which exists purely so that the promos can go, two friends both want the same man. Okay, first problem with that. They're friends? Who knew? Yeah. They're best friends, Kay. Who knew? Yeah. She didn't want to give her her best friend. I'm like, mate, you've known her a week. Yeah. yeah. Calm down. And she's more into her drinks than you. Your best friend is probably someone still back in Adelaide. You know who Ellie would yeah. be best friends with? Courtney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could go out Courtney together. Yeah. It'd be great. Paige probably doesn't even know what Ellie is short for. Ellie didn't even recognise Paige's handwriting on the piece of oh, paper. Exactly. I know that- we live in a modern day, but... 
I'm pretty sure I know all of my friends' handwriting. I was pretty angered by the whole, oh, my God, let's just have open up all the wishes on the wishing tree. Uh, let's step it back even further. What the fuck is a Whoa. former priest doing asking members of the community to write down their deepest, darkest secrets and hand them to him oh. so he can put them on a tree? I'd love to know his deepest, darkest secret. Oh, my God. How about no? Just because you can't do confession anymore doesn't mean you can go around just transcribing everyone. How is this adding to livability as well? That's not livable. You know what? In football, sometimes they sign the coach on for five years. (laughs) And you know what? A couple of years down the track, no one's winning any premierships. And they just have to pay him out. I like, I like this analogy because I know exactly where you're going. And that's what we need to do with former father. Yeah. Get him down to the wellness centre, some fake cancer, off you go. Oh, and that would be great what? Look, because then they could write him out and then he could be like Saint Father. <gasps> yeah, the wellness centre could be named after him. Um, the most boring man in Erinsborough. Yeah. Just, I've mentioned Rain earlier and her cult. I wish she'd come back down. Whenever we needed her... I wish we could call on her to come down and just brainwash. Get the prayer flags out. Yeah, and then brainwash whoever we're not into. So yeah. just take Jack, take him away. Yeah. In the back, back of to, your back van. Back to Nimbin. Oh. And she can, yeah, she, be, she can be like the, the dead weight fairy. Plus he would be an excellent cult religious leader. Oh, yeah, leader. he's got a nice yeah. smile. Yeah. How brilliant. He's got like crazy Tom Cruise eyes. If he, he grew a beard. <gasps> Like, like Jim Jones. Like and a big long one. Big long beard and he became a cult leader. And wore some linens. That is literally the only way to fix Former Father from here. Yeah, I'd actually probably be more into that. Or if he became a Scientologist, I don't mind that. Love it. Yeah. There's one in Melbourne at Scientology Centre. He could go down there. I'm sure they'd be into having him. How brilliant would that be? Yeah. He's like, I've left the church. Found a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down. Um, and they're always trying to... Set up with Courtney. The new family. Oh, yeah. She's got some people begging to follow her. So mm. they were going to go on a retreat, weren't they? Yeah. Carl's not paying to go on a retreat. No, not at all. Ellie finds out that Paige has written this letter on the wishing tree proclaiming that she still loves Mark. Dick Cop. Oh, it's a letter. It's two sentences. Yeah. She didn't even sign it. <laughs> like it was like, dear Mark. And then well, that was it. It was a statement. Yeah, it could have been like XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> could have all just been an emoji. Yeah. Yeah. No, boom. boom. <laughs> yeah. Then the finger pointing through the like the OK sign. <laughs> okay, so initially Ellie's all like, oh, my God, it's got to be staff. Yeah, and she's wrote it. really mean about it. Yeah. yeah, and so and then she confides in Paige and Paige is like, oh, no, because staff had encouraged Paige to express her feelings about Mark in the wishing tree letter. Mm-hmm. So she straight away goes to staff and say, oh, I'm yeah, popped you in it. And, yeah, God, um, it just gets a bit boring, doesn't it? Um, I, I do enjoy how Staff's like, I would like to be excluded from this narrative. When Ellie's like, oh, sorry, Staff, didn't mean to accuse you, meant to accuse Paige. Staff's like, I don't, I, just, I don't want, I don't want to be in the middle of this relationship. I don't want to be in the middle of the Rebecca relationship. I want to run my shitty business and yeah. be done with it. Yeah, but, but leave it, me alone. It all comes out because Ellie finds a bit of crumpled up paper in um, Harold's, which is it's got one of Paige's drafts on it. Yeah. One, how the hell did she lose her draft? And two, do they not sweep that cafe every night? Yeah, I thought it was the original letter 
that you know how someone said oh, I'll put it back on the tree. I thought someone just did forgot to put it back on the tree and it just was. No, I think it was a draft. No, it was scrunched up because she was writing her feelings and then ripping oh, the paper. Use off. the notes app in your phone, people. Yeah, this would have just solved a lot of issues. Yeah, or unless she'd like plugged her phone in at um, Ellie's house to and it backed <gasps> it up. That would have yeah. been better. That would have been so good. Like, ah, yeah. oh, what's this file? Mm-hmm. Oh. But and then, like suddenly the note was on her phone. Yeah, that but because been. it wasn't Piper, we couldn't have any computer plot line with no. any other character. No. And then, somehow Dick Cop has got a double pass to the Melbourne Eye, aka I call it the Big Wheel. It's the it's the wheel. We call it the wheel. Well, they they every single character called it the Melbourne Star because so clearly there's some cross. Oh yeah, sorry, it's Melbourne Star. Even see, I don't know the real name of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I called it the Melbourne Eye online. So like, I'm, yeah. I'm a terrible person. It's the wheel, and it had. Kate, do you remember the the, the shonky history it had? Oh yeah, hey, yeah. Look, we love this, and actually I can see it out my front window. Later on, after we're finished, I'll go and point well, it out to you guys. My current job is right behind it, so mm. I see it every every morning. And we go to Yumcha right beside it. Fantastic Yumcha. And it's right near Costco. Great, yeah. great day out. Yeah, everyone should go. We're doing an ad for them just like Neighbours did. <laughs> the Melbourne Star. <laughs> it's the, great. The, the big wheel. <laughs> we will record an episode there if you would like us to. Please bring some Yumcha for Kate. But so he got a double pass and he kind of alluded to getting it on the job because he'd seen some terrible things. And then he made a joke about what he'd seen with Carl and Susan. And I don't know when, was it like, did he get the double pass from his work? Or Is did it a he police handout? Yeah. I don't know. Look, either way, like. Well, because he was bringing them around to Carl and Susan's to put on the desk for Ellie or something. Oh, Okay. And then, but, but it's the thing is, when you get a double pass like that, they don't actually lock you down to a time no. that you actually have to go. You just like use this in the next concept. year. And as we saw from the wheel, those pods are pretty empty. Mm. Uh, they're pretty happy for anyone to use those tickets whenever they want. Exactly. Although, like, do they only turn on once a day? No, like, is that the it's, it's on from like nine till five or whatever. I've actually been on it a few times now. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I judged Kate the first time she told me this. I was like, eh, you're a loser. You're going on the wheel. It's fun. It's, it's, it's fun, fun in like a cheesy kind of way. You don't go on like a warm day though. But also you backed it up by saying you took your small child, baby Madge. Yeah, yeah. It was well, that, I think that was the third time I'd been on it. I went yeah. on it once when really? I was pregnant, I think. Then the first time I went on it, we actually had to share a pod with like a couple of other groups. And then I think, yeah, then I went on with some friends and I went on with my, my parents and my brother-in-law. And Wow. It's just it's just a bit of cheesy That's fun. That's nice. And also that, yeah. that Chinese restaurant where we go to Yum Cha, they had a whole heap of like 50% off passes as well. So, oh, okay. oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. What can you yeah. actually see though? In London, you can see all the London ma- landmarks. Okay, what do so you see from the, on the way up, Melbourne wheel? You're looking at the docks. Yeah. And the City Link freeway okay and then you get to the top and then you can kind of turn around and you see the city buildings for a while and then yeah look i don't know it's it's you really sold me on it (laughs) it's half an hour i'm not doing that i'm a a little mate we went down there my husband and i once i can't remember if it was pre or post child and we got down there and they went oh it's 40 dollars," and we actually just went nah (laughs) and we left we We went and got centrino like um Centurion. Centurion. We were like, our forty dollars yeah, is better. That spent sounds like here. a good day out. It's yeah. a cheesy time, and you go when you've got like a discount pass. Yeah. Mark was acting like he had tickets. He had tickets to to gold class. Yes. Yeah. But the the funny thing was, like, it was just kind of all weird. Like how Paige was kind of waiting up near the entry there, and then there's this weird. Um, the twins each ship 
uh, Mark with a different lady mm. and are like, go down to the Melbourne Star. Mm. Now, let's just point out that's at the Docklands. It's and, a long way from Erinsborough. And it's really bad traffic no matter which way you hit it. So, I live... Um, oh, it's only 10 minutes from here. So. Okay. So, yeah. from that way, it's good. But for, I live in, the, in an inner suburb of Melbourne and it takes me about 33 minutes to get there. Oh, in, really? To work yeah, in the morning. Take me 10 now. And it mm. takes me like 45 to get home. It's a, it's a nightmare. Now, imagine from Erinsborough. So yeah, it would be for, over an hour. For those girls to put on their frocks and... Does Paige have a car? Well, she doesn't ever seem to drive. Does Ellie have a car? Ellie could drive. She's she's yeah. always driving. I reckon yeah. Paige has hopped in an Uber. Yeah. I think they've both hopped in an yeah. Uber. Yeah. Different Ubers, so hopefully. Different Ubers. <laughs> Imagine if someone was like, I'm completing a job just nearby. <laughs> Um, and oh, I love Ellie first dressed up in what looked like Beetlejuice's suit. <laughs> that was appalling. And I was like, oh, come on, wear that, wear that. But then she turns up in some like off the shoulder short black dress, which was optimistic. It's only just got warm in the last two days in Melbourne. Yeah, but Ellie's never covered up a shoulder in her life. But don't you think like sometimes you go out to the city and you see like a, a young lass in like something quite short and low or whatever, yeah. and you're like, Sweetheart, it's 12 degrees. I, I think when, from when I turned 25, yeah. I started looking at people going, what are you wearing? It's very cold. I think put on some stockings, some yes. boots. Pop Cardigans are very lightweight. Shove one into your handbag. Mm. You took one all the way to LA. I did. And I didn't really even need one there. No. I needed it on the plane. It's very yeah. cold on the plane. Yeah. But the thing is, look, okay, so seeing I'm the only person who's been to the Melbourne Eye, Paige I walk under it every day on the way Paige to get my lunch. Paige in there, right? And you actually have to run the gauntlet of photographers taking a photo in front of green screens. So oh, I, I was kind of hoping at the end that Ellie and Mark would get their commemorative date photo. And oh, that would be, be like, great. Is that Paige in the previous photo? And there's one of her like just walking with her yeah. hand in front of her face. Yeah. But where you get on the pods is the same place you get off the pods. Oh. So Paige should have just got up there and just run out the exit because so you, you kind of you come in th- through a loop and then you just leave it was a little unclear how she wound up on a pod trapped because she went in to take a call to mm. get some privacy yeah and then suddenly away she went round and round but she, she goes and sits down in front of the bench on it which is a good place i would have just stayed in that same spot mm. the whole time because you can see your neighbors when you're in the pod and did she pay for a ticket as well I also noticed these episodes were directed by Kate Kendall. Loz, welcome back to The Fold. Oh, were they? So I didn't notice. There were some pretty shots going around the pod and the sun going down. Mm. and um, So essentially, Paige missed her chance to run back and tell Mark she still loves him, which you can do better, Paige. Oh, and like at one stage... So can you, Ellie. When they're pashing, when Ellie and Mark were pashing, Paige is like standing up against the glass like a... a puppy at the pet store um. it was like lady of course they're gonna see you you're literally at eye level looking straight at them and then so ellie confronts Paige, like you are my man and you didn't tell me and you kept it from me and wants to know how long Paige has been re-crushing on mark she's like oh you know since he visited me in queensland when she was what four days postpartum yeah <laughs> yeah well so i think she was just like in a really emotional place in queensland and like basically he was you know, he dropped, he dropped in at the right time. He was there. Yeah. yeah and that's what she should have said. Like everyone was like, oh, you know, you've gone through all this stuff with Jack. She's like, yeah, you just gave birth in a shack. After being sexually assaulted yes, in a shack. like of course you're going to gravitate to the nearest available human. Yeah, one that's like of the law and might be able to stop you from being attacked and lately. That, and that you've been with once before till he arrested you on your so, wedding day. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just so unrealistic. Why would she still be pining for him? He's a he's an unreliable sack of shit, isn't he? Correct. 
But that must be said, I really wanted him to choose Paige over Ali. Oh, it'll it'll happen. It will, yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll happen. be end game. Also, because so, Ellie is still the second saddest bitch in Aaron's right? <laughs> Yeah. Except I want her. I want more for her than Dick Cop. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I actually think Ellie and um, Dick Cop are perfectly suited to each other. And I think they've played it out really well as a middling relationship. It's exactly yeah. the sort of relationship you have early on in your relationship career, in your dating career, when you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a cute guy. I'm kind of into him. That's oh, the thing. They're both superficially attractive. Yes. There's mm. just nothing else to them, though. No. And then mm. they're, they're moving through the motions as you would, and mm. there's no real spark. And I think it's playing out quite realistically. I just don't understand why this 23-year-old and this 32-year-old are besties. Yeah. And fighting over this guy. <laughs> he spilt the tea. <laughs> Angus, baby Angus has joined us. Yeah, he's he's and he's done with being upset now. He just wants to like wreck the joint. <laughs> so, side note: what was going on with Ellie taking selfies while she was getting ready? Do people do that? Is it a thing? I wonder if maybe it is to just see what it's like. Remember, um, uh, Alicia Silverstone did that in Clueless, did but with she? Polaroids. <gasps> wow! Yeah, she did. What a pioneer! Yeah, so maybe it is something that it's an ode to the nineties. You know, right? And she goes, oh, nah, nah, no Beetlejuice today. So that friendship is over. I think this is a good time to assess Citizen and Citizen of the Week. Um, uh, I knew my Citizen of the Week on Thursday, and that is Courtney. Citizen? Yes. Citizen. Citizen, citizen for identifying Erinsborough as the cesspool it is. <laughs> and piecing out of that joint. CG. Um, I would say, um, my citizen, I, I don't know who was the citizen in the Courtney thing because, you know, Susan had a go, Dippy had a go, Sheila. Citizen? Citizen. Citizen, why? Oh, for kicking up that whole stink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Angus agrees. Angus agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Sheila spilt the tea and yeah. caused all of that grief. Yeah. And she just walked in on somebody's private spa session as well. And that's inappropriate. No, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That they had a view from outside into the bloody treatment rooms. That's that's no professional. No wonder no wonder Lassiter's has lost another star. Yeah, gosh. which by the way, Lassiter's has dropped down to three stars as it should have. Exactly. Yeah, the, it's at Melbourne Star. <laughs> that's where the star is. Oh yeah. Um, who's who's yours? Okay. Okay. Shitizen of the week to nodding child psychologist Pauline Asp for not doing anything. <laughs> For taking a child to their bedroom. Uh, and not, and caving to the bad parent Rebecca's, just caving and going to their home instead yeah. of them going to her office. Like, have some standards, girl. Yeah, be a professional. I'm pretty sure that the APA probably has rules on not going to the house. Uh, yeah, so uber psychologist, shitizen. Well, it's great to be back. Listen out for the Shanoa Smith-McPhee, Brie Timmons interview coming up. Uh, wherever you heard this interview, just scroll up or one go, down. Go, yeah, back or forth. And please drop us a line. Leave a rating or review on iTunes or um, Apple Podcasts, neighbourspod.com for all the pictures of the LA chats and go and see little baby Angus's big, beautiful eyes because they are heaven. Kate. I'm at Remude. CJ. Because I'm pink. Because I'm pink. You have to go and tweet what you thought about Tarage glamping. That's the only thing I asked you to talk about on Twitter. Yeah, you did. And I, I don't know if I had enough opinions. I, maybe I need to rewatch. Okay. Oh, hang on. Did you see in the news that Channel 10 has been bought by American CBS? Yes, I did. 
And I read an article in The Age about what are the implications for that in the future. And basically they were saying that CBS is wanting to do kind of like a Netflix style, kind of improve their online streaming, streaming. which made me think, holy shit, maybe they'll give Ten play an upgrade. That's all we need. And maybe our international friends can find it more readily. So, so I don't have to send my American guests to Daily Motion. <laughs> I'm Vaya Pashas, we're Neighbours Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Leave us a comment anytime. We love it. And we'll chat to you soon. Never